0: What is up everyone, it's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my top 36 week nine running back rankings, also splitting up these running backs into different tiers. If you guys enjoy the rankings video, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. I'll also have my wide receivers coming out today but let's honestly just dive right into it. We have four teams on by one of those teams is the 49ers. So we will not have the locked in Christian McCaffrey, number one running back slot this week. We're going to have four tier one running backs. It's going to be Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, and Brees Hall with the Giants kind of quarterback troubles does seem like they could get Daniel Jones this week, but I still think they're going to rely very heavily on Saquon Barkley, a solid matchup here against the Raiders. Who as a team seem to kind of be in shambles at this point so he's gonna be my rb1 we saw a great bounce back from austin eckler even though the uh, jets defense is tough overall they're actually not too rough to go against for opposing fantasy running backs so good to see there Alvin Kamara on an absolute tear. Nice matchup against the Bears. And then Brees Hall going up against the Chargers. I expect him to continue to produce at a very, very high level. Now shifting into tier two, this is pretty much gonna be our mid-tier RB1s to our back-end RB1s. Gonna start it off with Raheem Mostert. Hasn't necessarily been putting up insane production with Achan chan on IR, but he's been fine. I think he's going to have a nice game here, clearly leading this Dolphins backfield, which is a very, very valuable role to have. Then we're going to have Bijan Robinson. I like the uh, Falcons shifting to Taylor Heineke. I think that's going to raise the ceiling of this offense. I think Bijan Robinson is a really nice mid-tier RB1. Next up at running back seven and running back eight, we actually have two guys in the same matchup. So DeAndre Swift at RB7, uh, Tony Pollard at RB8. Both these guys are going to be drawing tough matchups with Swift going up against the Cowboys defense, Pollard going up against the Eagles defense, but both these guys are very involved. They're going to have solid workloads, even in tough matchups. I still think they're really nice RB1 plays. Then as my RB9, I'm going to have Joe Mixon. Good to see Mixon finally kind of have a breakout game. The usage had been there. He just kind of finally capitalized on, uh, you know, a solid fantasy game. After Mixon, I have Josh Jacobs. I'm not feeling great about Josh Jacobs at this point, rest of season, just looking at what's happened here with the Raiders. So obviously they kind of turn over the coaching staff. They're gonna, you know, move Jimmy G to the bench. Aiden O'Connell is gonna be the starter moving forward. And so I think that's a net negative just in terms of Jimmy G's probably the better quarterback. So they're kind of shifting to the younger option, probably not as solid. So I think the offense is gonna suffer. But I also think they're in a spot where maybe they start to get Zamir White more involved, start to, you know, take away this full-on workhorse role from Josh Jacobs. Not saying he's going to lose the RB1 spot, but maybe it becomes more of a committee and in a bad offense that has already been pretty inefficient on the ground. I don't know if that's going to be great for Josh Jacobs' rest of season. So a little weary of him, but I still think he's a back-end RB1. And then the final guy in this tier is going to be Derrick Henry. Solid game last week. I think Will Levis is intriguing moving forward going up against the Steelers tonight on Thursday Night Football. Now, looking at Tier 3, a pretty small tier here, we're going to go Isaiah Pacheco, Kenneth Walker, and Jonathan Taylor. I feel like these are all solid running back plays, but they each kind of have their own question marks. For Pacheco, I just think his weekly ceiling is a little bit capped. Um, He's going to have a decent workload on the ground, but he's not like locked into this massive workload every single week. I'm assuming the Chiefs offense is rolling. He should give you some efficient production. He's probably not going to be overly involved in the receiving game. We kind of saw the lack of floor last week when they struggled against the Broncos, but I still have him as my RB12. So an RB1. Then we have Kenneth Walker. And if I knew that Kenneth Walker would be locked into his workload prior to last week, then he would be much higher. He'd honestly probably be like a mid-tier RB1. But we saw him missing practices with a calf injury leading up to the Week 8 game. He actually got out and ran fewer routes than Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet looked impressive. So I think there's you know still a chance here that this is a decent split between Walker and Charbonnet as Walker works back to hundred percent. So that's why I'm a little weary of him this week. Kind of a similar situation to Jonathan Taylor, where JT and Zach Moss seem to be locked into a very solid split. I feel like Kenneth Walker could be in a similar situation with uh, Zach Charbonnet. Now moving into tier four, these are gonna be like your mid-tier RB2s to your back-end RB2s. Gonna start it off with Rashad White. I feel like Rashad White is the clear guy to kind of lead this tier. He's gonna have a solid workload. The efficiency may not always be there, but if he can continue his receiving production that we've seen over the last two weeks, that will be a great sign for him moving forward. Then we're gonna have James Cook. Don't feel great having James Cook as like the running back 16, but I kind of feel like it's a fair ranking. The lack of receiving usage has been a little bit disappointing, but I don't think that's like a thing that's locked in rest of season. He could end up getting more involved as a pass catcher. He's gonna have a fine workload on the ground and then attached to one of the best offenses in the NFL. Behind Cook, we have Gus Edwards, who is coming off a massive three touchdown game. I feel like some people may kind of go overboard on Gus Edwards after one or two big games. His usage has pretty much stayed the same. He's gonna have a nice workload on the ground. He's not gonna be too involved as a pass catcher, but you know, attached to this Ravens run offense, it's a fine workload to have a decent RB2, especially with the bye weeks, a mid-tier RB2 for me here. Then we have Ramondre Stevenson, kind of locked into somewhat of a committee with Ezekiel Elliott, but he is the clear better option in that committee. Um, the Washington defense has kind of been tough, but I don't think they're going to be uh, super formidable after the moves they made um, at the trade deadline. Next is going to be Chuba Hubbard, and he pretty much took over this Panthers backfield. Uh, Miles Sanders was really not involved; he actually got outtouched by Blackshear, which is you know pretty rough if you do roster Miles Sanders. So assuming Chuba holds onto that role, I think he's a nice mid-tier RB2. Uh, behind Chuba, we're going to have Zach Moss. And if they just continue to split this backfield 50-50 with JT and Zach Moss, I feel like you just got to fire him up. So, you know, Zach Moss here going to be a mid-tier RB2 for me this week. There's always the risk that they just, you know, kind of continue to pivot more and more towards Jonathan Taylor, but through three games, it hasn't happened yet. So I think he's a fine option. And then uh, the last two guys in this tier, Aaron Jones, Brian Robinson, both these guys are kind of in somewhat gross splits. For Aaron Jones, it just seems like his health has kind of limited his workload. You're hoping he improves on what we saw last week. And then for Brian Robinson, we kind of know we're getting out of him. Um, He's going to have a decent workload on the ground, not super involved as a pass catcher. And also he's a guy who can kind of get hurt when they're in a trailing game script because then they pivot to the, uh, you know, better pass catcher in Antonio Gibson. So I think he's a fine back-end RB2. And then shifting into a pretty small tier five, we're going to go Darrell Henderson, Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison. This is pretty much the tier featuring like leaders of somewhat gross backfields with committees so you have henderson here but he's going to be splitting with royce freeman you have damian pierce who's pretty much splitting 50 50 with Devin singletary but pierce is getting the goal line work and then you have alexander madison splitting with cam Akers. so you know fringe rb2s for those guys then a pretty large tier six here is going to close it out these are pretty much all players in ambiguous backfields potentially leading, but it's up in the air or like the RB2s in certain backfields. So we're going to start it off with back-to-back Browns running backs, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford. Tough to put these guys in a higher tier because this has turned into a three-man committee with Pierre Strong. I do think Hunt and Ford are both much better options than Pierre Strong at this point. Then we're going to have Amari Di Mercado. Now, in terms of his usage, he probably you know has an argument to be higher. He does draw a tough matchup here against the Browns, and we did see him lose out on work from week seven to week eight. Week seven, he was the full-on workhorse. Week eight, he was giving up receiving opportunities to Keontae Ingram. Also, we don't know what's going to be happening here with this uh, Cardinals offense. No Dobbs. Are they going to go with Tune? How's the offense going to operate? So that's why he's more of like a high-end uh, RB3 for me. Then we're going to have Zach Charbonnet talked about Kenneth Walker and how Charbonnet played a pretty solid role in week eight. We'll see if he's able to replicate that here in week nine. I do think the Seahawks like him. They obviously spent solid draft capital on him. So it wouldn't be shocking to me if he kind of continued to expand on his role. Then we're going to have the back-to-back Steelers running backs. These guys pretty much every week are locked in as like mid-to-back-end RB3s. So Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, back-to-back, tough matchup here against the Titans. Neither guy has really been a, uh, great option for fantasy. Behind those two, we're going to have Devin Singletary mentioned how he's in like the 50-50 split with Damian Pierce. He's just not in there on the goal line, which is why I have him a tier below Damian Pierce. Um, Also mentioned Royce Freeman with Darrell Henderson. He's their RB2, but it's a pretty close split between those two guys. Then we've got aj Dillon. if aaron jones isn't able to expand on his workload then we're probably looking at a 50 50 split like we've seen over the past couple of weeks got roshan johnson the bears shifted to a three-headed committee with roshan johnson deonta foreman and darrington evans if i had to pick one of those guys i would go with roshan just because he led the team in routes run and in snaps in week eight and that was him coming off of missing two games with a concussion. So I think he has the opportunity to potentially expand on his role, but I wouldn't feel great about it. No Justin Fields again, and then a tough matchup here against the Saints. And then we're going to wrap it up with Tyler Algier. He'll have a solid number of carries on the ground but not someone you can have really any sort of confidence firing up into your lineup. Very, very low weekly floor if he doesn't get into the end zone because he's not gonna be catching passes for you. But that is gonna wrap it up for my top 36 running backs. Hopefully this video helped you guys go out, set your fantasy lineups. Like I said at the top, wide receivers will be out today also. So go ahead and take a look at those. Um, thank you all for stopping by. I will see you in the next one.